Thank you for tuning in on Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with Comic Michael Lee. Michael Lee, how the hell are you? I'm great, Brian. How are you? Uh, doing, doing so good. Thank you so much for coming on. And I know I, I follow you at your Michael Lee underscore underscore, at least a couple underscores on there on Instagram, but also you're pretty big on Facebook. You are friend Mike Lee. And so even if somebody doesn't accept your friend request, they can follow you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you're doing. I know you got what laugh. Is it uh, crying Buddha, Mike? Yeah, I run a mic on Wednesdays in general, uh, unless, you know, I'm busy with work uh, at Hudson Community, Hunters Point Community Park in my own city at 12 p.m. on Wednesdays. Uh, it's just my own mic that I run because I, I had off on Wednesdays. I used to run one of the mics over at your comedy club on Wednesdays, but you know, they're not letting people back in right now. So I just decided, hey, I'm off on Wednesdays. Let me just keep it going because, you know, mics, there are plenty now, but I kind of got nothing to do on Wednesdays. So I figured, let me just do an early one. Are you are you are you near that Pepsi Cola sign that I see so much? That the iconic um, Pepsi Cola sign, or is that something else? That's something else. That's okay. That's that's a different park. That's Gantry Plaza State Park, and okay. that's where we had my second show uh, that I produce called Comedy in Long Island City uh, two weeks ago. But the one that we tried doing last week got shut down by the park employees. So Shit. We to, yeah, we had to move it over to Hunters Point Community Park where I post my open mics. I, it's just kind of like in the back pocket because uh, no one really bothers us there. And everyone actually walked like almost a mile to the park. Wow. Wow. Well, the thing kind of cool. Yeah. The things they'll do for comedy. And I guess, I mean, you're, you're the, you're the person who can speak to this the best. And that's, you were a kind of a frontline healthcare worker. And how does that, you know, how does that inform your view of precautions people are taking that are impacting comedy clubs? Like, do you think that, you know, comedy clubs should be a little bit more open than they are? Or are you like, yeah, I think it's best that they stay shut down for a while longer? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like the ultimate expert on this, but I know like there are gyms that are open. Uh, there are restaurants that are open. And it, I, I think the main problem with it is the laughter. And we don't know what kind of events they have in their clubs <clears throat> that can help get rid of all that all the all the particles in the air i think they're just not really the government rather is not really educated on how to solve this problem so yeah and if they have ventilation systems like world-class you know recently installed ventilation systems that kicks out the the particle air and pipes in new fresh air it could be fine but some you know those things probably should be done on a case-by-case basis where these People are actually going to the comedy club because when people are seeing Michael Lee on stage, they're going to laugh their ass off, and that's particles, man. Well, yeah, it's particles, and I, I feel like it's good. <laughs> I feel like it's good when people are close together. Like it's a very communal experience. It's, it, I just think it works better when people are closer together, and you know, we're, I guess they're also worried that they're violating social distancing rules when you pack people together. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think for them, it's kind of touchy and i at the same time i don't run a club so i don't know if you space people out comic is good obviously you're still gonna get laughs but i think that's that's something that everyone's pondering and i, I think they have a plan i think all the clubs have a plan i just don't think that uh, the governor is um, budging on that right now. yeah 
Yeah, and it yeah. sounds like they're they're doing that thing where they're doing targeted shutdowns now, yeah. or tar targeting lockdowns now by neighborhood, and they're saying that that's kind of a problem where I think on one dividing line between one zip code and another, there was like a mall that got shut down, and there was a competing mall across the street that was allowed to stay open, and that's really fucking with people's business. And so is it just kind of sad that uh, we can't be a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more ad hoc or case by case basis when they need to do. I mean, it's nicer doing these localized shutdowns instead of the uniform shutdowns. But um, it's just not fair to comics like Michael Lee, who could have a hundred, hundred to a thousand people packed in tight, laughing their asses off, sending particles. I wish I wish I had that many followers. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, dude. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I send out particles, man. What the hell, man? It's like I'm a victim of my own success, right? Because you're like, dude, I mean, somebody who's not getting laughs, that person can stay on stage. Who gives a fuck? I said that myself. I'm like, well, you know, you could just pack the clubs with open, you know, with the an open <laughs> mic, and you're not going to get a lot of laughs in there, so it's pretty safe. <laughs> Especially if there's other comics in the audience. They're not listening. They're not paying attention. They're oh, doing yeah. their own fucking shit. They're, yeah. And then how are, how are you kind of making your mic a crying Buddha? How are you making sure that that is a place where comedians want to go to test material because people are actually going to pay attention? Well, we have a repeat group of, of comics that come. And they're all, they're all very, uh, they're all very serious and into their craft. I think. Okay. And I think the earlier you get up, the more serious you are about it. <laughs> you know, this mic is at twelve, and there's not a lot of comics that are up at that time. I don't think, at least, where they're working, their day job. But this group uh, just seems to keep coming back. It's pretty much the same group of people. Uh, so everyone just wants to listen. Everyone's kind of there, just focused and listening. And, and but, you know. Like, I, I try my best to not be pushy about that. Because I know with the Laughing Buddha mic, they had a rule where you can't you can't look at your phone and you can't look at your notes, you know, while the person's on stage. I mean, I think everyone's pretty respectful at, at my mic. I kind of lay that down. Um, and I always tell them, you know, you guys got to be respectful of the people because we're still in a residential area. I don't want you heckling people that walk by. Yeah. That's, that's really my only um, rule. Do you, got the, do you got the mic set up or are you doing uh, just kind of shouting to people like you're a cult leader? I got the amp. Okay. I got the amp. Yeah. Nice. So if somebody say wants to sing and wants to sing a song or a funny song or whatever, I always just say, just turn off the mic. Yeah. If you're going to sing at the top of your lungs, we don't need to be kicked out. And, uh, it's a really nice little park. It's very, very small. People, when I'm there, when running the mic, there's people eating lunch, you know, so I don't, I'm not trying to uh, get kicked out. And is some of the harassment that are people are getting from the cops or some of these shows being shut down because they're choosing to use amplification systems and like it really just, depends. Okay. It really depends on the park. Like at Gantry Park, uh, the reason why I got shut down was because I didn't have a permit. And the park employees I, it, that area is a little more bougie. Like it's it's you know the the apartment complexes pretty much surround that area and everybody in all those residents um i guess the park employees are more inclined to do their job because it's such a very it's like a high like a class area you know nice so yeah so i guess the you know whereas like i did talk to a park employee afterwards and he was like yeah you know if you could if you go to one of the other parks i, I don't think they'll really mess with you as much as you know i was like okay so yeah but the 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 gantry park Boston one we got some great photos it's it's on my um show page which is comedy and lic 
on Instagram. And uh, that's, I always like choosing places with nice locations too, but yeah, photograph, photo, photographing well is really a big thing because it's like, you know, you see some of these great photographs of these big shows, you know, around Tiny Cupboard or whatever, and you're like, man, that looks like the place to be. Let me go to that. Oh, for sure. I, they they run great shows over there. And um, the one I first ran was over at Flushing Meadow Park, Flushing Meadow Corona Park, right by the Unistar, that big globe. I don't know if you're... Yeah, I saw pictures of that, too. Yeah, I used to work in Flushing. That was a trip. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. So I, I, that, that area meant a lot to me because I would always pass by it with, uh, when I visited my grandpa. So <coughs> um, there wasn't a huge turnout for that one because I, I guess it was the location and people just didn't want to show up. That location is so big. So yeah. I said, oh, okay. And, you know, it just didn't seem like an area that, that was primed for just stand-up comedy. So I said, okay, it's probably the location. And I was actually right. <laughs> Moved it over to Gantry, had a nice little turnout maybe like 20 people the, uh, two weeks ago and then more people came to the, to the one last week and that's when they shut us down they were like oh you're promoting something you're promoting something you're 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 making a profit i said it's a free show yeah i'm not making any profit i'm not even, i don't <laughs> even have i don't even have a tip bucket i'm paying the comments out of my own pocket wow yeah well you still can't do it you still can't do it i'm like like, do you know what so my day, yeah? Do you know what my day job is? Should I invoke my day job? First of all, I'm a frontline worker, so go fuck yourself. And second of all, I make more money at my day job than you do, so shut the fuck up. Well, I'm I not trying did. to turn a profit on my comedy show. I actually did pull that card. Uh, yes. Secretly. I was like, well, look, I work at the hospital, and I, I said I work at the hospital, not too far from here, yeah. and I'm, a, I'm a frontline worker. We just want to put on a comedy show, give people some free entertainment. Still wouldn't budge. <laughs> a supervisor. The supervisor came over and supervisor was like, hey, I would watch this too if you had a permit. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. But, but I, lo I love the fact that now you're kind of, you know, you're doing the mental calculus of where should I put a show? I want something that has the iconic background so the pictures look good, <clears throat> but I don't want it to be too far. I don't want it to be too high class or I'm going to get roused by the cops. I don't want to have permit issues. And I guess real quick, that kind of dovetails with one of your interests, which is uh, underground New York uh, hip hop. And yeah. so, like, you probably are like a showrunner back in the day. Like, you know, where the fuck can we put a, a show in the coolest spot possible that won't get roused by the cops? Yeah. I mean, underground hip-hop, like, that's, that's one of my favorite genres of music. Like, I love, like, I have a bunch of friends that kind of just send me, uh, like, screenshots of what they're listening to. And I love discovering, like, new uh, underground artists that I haven't heard of, or they've been around for a while, and then you like us, you like an album, and then you just want to keep digging and keep digging for what yeah. else they have. Yeah. And that's also, I feel like, the same thing with comics. Um, my buddy uh, Jake Velasquez, who runs his own show, Penthouse Comedy, which is yeah, him and Shafi, right? Yeah, great nice. line. I had Shafi on my show last week, and he just crushed it, man. Yeah, man, Jay, Jake and Shafi are just rocking and rolling. They're just uh, putting on a big show with the big old names. And I know Shafi's got a couple of different shows. And I think his his locations are pretty pimp, too. He's got that iconic Central Park show with, uh, you know, that nice, beautiful archway structure in the background. I like that. Yeah, the, the, the Cedar Fountain or something. Yeah. yeah, whatever that is. That's fucking yeah. pimp. But Jake Jake actually put me on to uh, Nick Griffin. I don't know, like, yeah. I don't know who he was at all. I was yeah. like, who? And I just did my research. I was like, this guy's been killed for like 18, 19, 20 years. I was like, oh, okay. So I, was, uh, I listened to his latest album and I was like, I just got to get more of this guy. Yeah. I've just been looking for him. So that's, that's kind of like the, that's kind of like what I want. 
I just I just want to keep working, keep pushing along, and you know, eventually, hopefully, I can build the following, and people they will want to dig in the crates and like look for like other things that I've done or other, you know, yeah, other things that I've done. Um, but hip hop is definitely like a huge influence on you know the, the stand up and, and the, the way I want to run my shows. And, I mean, it's not like we have a DJ in the back, but you know, I like making. You know the flyers look like i want to make it look like an event yeah yeah i love i love that all do it yourself because then you can you can control the the quality and the point of view of these comics and if you put them on their show you know maybe you're going to be you know put put on their show at some point in the future and yeah i listened to the pitchfork had something you know the music site had a th something called the ones or whatever where they would aggregate all the newest underground hip-hop or whatever for the week and i've never heard of any of these people and i'm just fucking like i'm loving all this shit you know and you yeah. look at some of these names and you're like i can't believe i like this fucking song but you know he's using a badass sample that i've heard of and it's uh -huh. like fuck yeah and i love the fact you know you're talking about the discovery it's like you know you're almost the pitchfork of of comedy you're, you're going around and you're getting these comics who want to uh polish up their act and you're putting them on and you're like i'm going there to see uh see michael lee and then you're turning me on to people like shafi hossein and that's fucking badass yeah i'm not really trying to get people that um aren't on a lot of shows because the thing is if you get a lot of people if you try to book a lineup that with comics that are on like have like credits or tv credits you know chances are they're going to drop out yeah um, it is, <laughs> because <laughs> i love busy. that you're fu you're fucking right dude they're because they're busy um someone just actually dropped out of the show tonight so so now i have to find somebody else i've had so, a com I've, I've had a comic drop off drop off my schedule today while i was talking to you huh. <laughs> i you got go. a direct message i mean i have like 15 comics today so i don't you know i i kind of build this into the thing and you probably do the same where you're like all right well we got 10 spots let's book 12 12 spots and a couple of them are going to flake out anyway well i i tend to keep the shows um, like an hour and 15, an hour and 20 at most. I, I, I think anything longer than like an hour and a half, you're asking a lot of people yeah. to sit and watch, especially out in the cold. <laughs> um, yeah. But the, yeah, the, like the goal is to kind of just book comics that I've, I've met along the way that, you know, I you know, think are funny and give a chance to because uh, I don't know if you know Sarah Cooper. Um, no, sure. Uh, she... She actually booked me on my first show last August at her, her and um, Nikki McCallum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nikki McCallum on. She's a lot of fun. Yeah, she used to. They used to do a show called uh, "You're So Brave." And that, yeah. was, that was at Poco Bar, and like one of my goals was always like when I started like four years ago. Again, after I quit, like I don't know, ten years ago, because <laughs> I was crafted it. Um, I said, okay, it's this year. I I have to get booked on something, even if it's a bar show. And like she saw me, Sarah was with her husband. She saw me just I guess marking people into this other show in Brooklyn, this bar show. And she goes, "Oh, do you want to do the show?" Because we we'd seen each other at mics, and you know she's working the craft just like all of us. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And she put me on the show, and I was like, "She didn't have to." Yeah. And I don't have any credits, so it's like I want to kind of pay that forward and put comics in who just really haven't had like any consistent exposure yeah and so i think that's I, kind of point of my show 
Yeah, and I, th I think that's something that I that I kind of uh, can can vibe with a little bit because it's like, you know, you book you book somebody or, or you know if you, if you get a big name, and they want money, and you're like, well, I'm gonna give them a longer spot to be worth that money. It's like if they cancel, I could have had three comics in there for your for your longer slot, you know, and, and you're not three times funnier than the guests I have on. Like Michael Lee is just as funny as any of these fucking big names I can have on, and it's like he's not gonna fucking flake out on my show. And so the, yeah. the the quality of comedy is probably there, and you're you're giving the time to people who appreciate it and will take the time and run with it. Oh, for sure. I mean, when you book, I guess it's insurance when you book those big names. Like they have a following, it kind of ensures that they're going to come to the show. Um, but then you have these other comics that, just, for whatever reason, they're not being booked as much as they'd like. Yeah. But they're going to be professional. They're going to show up on time. They're going to do their set. They're going to do it to the best of their ability. And and that's the show. <laughs> so that's, like I said, that's that's really why I wanted to make the show. Because, you know, when you just book too many big names and then you throw yourself on there, I mean, yeah, it can up your game, I'm sure. Being around, you know, great comics can up your game. But I don't know. It's not at that level yet. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess, like, you know, when, when you're able to go indoors into, in the future with, with your comedy show, are you anticipating are you anticipating adding any hip-hop elements like a DJ? Because I think some of these comedy shows pitch a DJ or something. They I don't do know how they, fly, how they yeah, do it. There's, yeah. there's a few of them that actually, I think, do have something like that, like a DJ or like a playlist or something. But I don't know. I don't, I mean, that would have to be like a much bigger show. I, I don't think I would do that so much as you know i just like i mean i grew up on you know death jam jeff yeah. death comedy jam and shows like that but i don't i don't think i would i would do that at this at this point unless it was like on a, on a grand stage have you ever rapped in your show and do you think uh comedy no. rap is do you think comedy rap is corny no no i i you know i i used to think the whole music comedy was was garbage uh, but now I'm like, hey, like it, that's a skill too. I mean, if you can put a rhyme together and then people laugh, I mean, it is what it is. Oh, no, it's incredibly, but, it's incredibly hard because then they need, you know, musical comedy needs to think of a new joke for every refrain or hook, you know? And so that's kind mm -hmm. of, it, that's just packing in a lot of jokes. It's just that fucking comedy rap always just like, even, even the, what's that big, uh, Hamilton. Even Hamilton yeah. rapping seemed a little bit corny to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, anybody I, I, rapping except for like, you know, back in the day, like, you know, the best rappers in the history of time, they're going to fucking trounce any any fucking historical rap that fucking uh, Hamilton's bringing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, I, I actually, a little side note, actually in high school, I, I was kind of dabbling <laughs> in hip-hop i was like oh maybe i'll be a rapper and i have i still have my old rhyme books yes it's fucking awful yes <laughs> fucking can, can, awful. can you post those or do you have too much pride <laughs> do, do you serve the comedy or do you serve your own ego are you worried that it would shatter your proud pride if people laughed at your older i mean at your younger self oh yeah they would laugh at it they wouldn't laugh with me so i that's not <laughs> something i would show <laughs> you want to be laughed with and not laughed at yeah so I, yeah that's not something that i'm i I intend to put out, but I still have them, and I just look. look sometimes I'll I'll read them every once in a while and be like, oh. I, I at least you, think you there's this a... out to your fucking high school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you think of this? <laughs> you mean a girl saw this? My lord. Um, oh. but I really think that you could take 
a lyric or two and make fun of it in a way that makes your current self look pretty enlightened. Like even finding mm-hmm. finding a kernel of cool, you know, oh, that was something I said. I mean, it's totally hacky and corny, but you know, I should really take that uh, lyric from ten years ago and make my, that my life philosophy or something. Yeah, I never thought of that, but I do have like, I, I, there's just something about like hip hop news or that I that I find funny because <laughs> the culture can be a little like over the top sometimes, especially yeah. with, like the violence and you know the the spending, the month, the ex- exuberant spending of money and yes the drama the baby mama drama so it's like, okay, <laughs> like there's always there's, there's there's something there that i that i always try to pick at even if it's like um with that rapper takashi 69 i don't know if you remember him oh, i was just listening <laughs> to him before i came out i love the videos <laughs> so it's like i i had just i read that uh over the summer the judge gave him a choice of going home or to the witness protection program, which I found hilarious because you look at his face. I mean, how could he survive the witness protection program? <laughs> I totally agree. But then it's just like, how do you put that into an act? That's just well, so I mean, like, it's, it's so sad that sometimes you're like, well, I really want to talk about this little hip hop nugget, but putting that in, in the act with other, you know, other things like, oh, I work in healthcare or whatever, it can be kind of jarring. And of course it could be quickly dated if nobody knows who Takashi 69 is in five years, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, who knows? I mean, he's he's the biggest troll. I, I'm surprised he's not dead. Yes. Well, by the time so, this ep- by the time this episode comes out, he could be. So, Michael Lee, thank you so much for coming on. I know we follow you. You're here on Facebook. You are your friend, Mike Lee, on uh, Instagram. You're Michael Lee with a bunch of underscores, and also the comedy in LIC. Is that your only other Instagram comedy page? Uh, yeah, the comedy in LIC, and yeah. and the crying Buddha, Mike. I'm trying to push that. You know, we're going to do that until it starts snowing. I mean, I know comics will come out. People yeah. will come out. Comics, <laughs> comics will come out. They don't care. <laughs> get, your, get your fucking snowshoes on, comics. You still need to polish your act, right? Exactly. And there's so much better than Zooms, in my opinion. Just the live comedy is just so much better than a Zoom. I mean, yes. the Zooms, they, people, I'm not shitting on Zooms. I just, they're different, you know? Yeah, so, and, if, and as long as you have an attentive audience of comics, I really think that you could do it year-round, man. Those those motherfuckers would would uh, strap on their snowshoes for a Michael Lee show. Oh, I hope so. God willing, you know. To have the following, man. Oh, dude, he's a frontline worker who's given back in both health and also comedy. So, Michael Lee, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me.